Hello and welcome to the Slash Trash Podcast. That's, I'm your that's host, so Matt. wrong. That's already so wrong. I can say what I want to say. It's already wrong. What's wrong with that? You have to say hello and welcome to this week's edition of Slash and Trash. No, this isn't Tell Him Steve Dave. I'm not Brian Johnson. Well, we've been saying that the entire I'll say time. It how I want to say it whenever. All right, I well, we got to do it. it again anyway, so just because okay. I interrupted you. Okay, we'll cut we'll it out. Hello, hello and welcome to the Slash and Trash Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And with me, as always, is the one shooting me the dirty looks. That is Sydney. Say hello, Sydney. Hello, Sydney. <laughs> you didn't like that? No, you had to say welcome to this week's edition. <laughs> that was fun. That's so staying in there. I don't care. Oh, God, okay. Fine, whatever. Awesome. Hey, Sydney. Hey. I'm going to make this joke again. It's summertime. Isn't that time for camping? Oh my god, are we going to talk about camping again for the third time? Question mark. What? Camping? No. Okay, for our listeners, this is our third time recording this because the first time Dad was having a series of mini strokes. Yes, it was And wrong. the yep. second time it didn't save on the computer. So now it went, we're yeah, it's, it's somewhere take out the three. So if, that, so if that podcast shows up somewhere, you'll just have to accept it. So this, we'll consider this the, the lost episode of Slasher Trash. Yes, it will be in the Slasher Trash war. Okay. All right. Well, this week we're talking about uh, 1983 Sleepaway Camp versus. <laughs> Sorry, all the all the spunk that you had the first time we recorded this is gone. It's like we're doing slasher. We're doing Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> I just said okay. This week we're talking about Sleepaway Camp. But don't judge me. You judge the films, not your co-host. I judge whoever I want to judge. No, I'm the host with the most, babe. Oh God! Will you stop with that Beetlejuice crap? <laughs> Okay, anyway, so let's go back to this again. Hey, Sydney, this week, it's Sleepaway Camp versus the original Friday the 13th. Oh, my God. Isn't that exciting? I'm so excited to talk about this. Okay, now I'm done. All right, so yeah, that's exciting. I'm going to get some. All right, so let's talk about Sleepaway Camp first. Sleepaway Camp was the 1983 film written and directed by Robert Hiltzig. Uh, the only film that he did... Besides the return to Sleepaway Camp or the re- Sleepaway Camp reboot, or yeah, you're that right. I'm was. sorry, the cat just scratched my boob. I was wondering what you were doing. You're this, you had the, you had the Angela face at the end, yeah. Yeah, but this oh, is the only like, film that he uh, directed yeah. besides Return to Sleepaway Camp because yes. because the other two didn't have Felissa Rose in it. No, no. And if it doesn't have Felissa Rose in it, it doesn't count. Yeah, I, I agree. Rose I awesome. agree. Felissa Rose is the yeah. queen. Felissa Rose is uh, if you if you're not familiar with Felissa. Try that again. If you're not familiar <laughs> with Felissa Rose, she plays Angela in this movie, um, and she's also really big into the uh, horror cons, and she shows up on Shudder a lot, and she's in different movies, and she's she's a lot of fun. Real, really good Twitter follow, too, so definitely want to check her out. We apologize if you hear any barking dogs in the background. And that was disgusting. <laughs> if you hear that, really? it's our dogs that are Wrigley, terrifying. Wrigley just, Wrigley just uh, decided what she thought about this movie. <laughs> So, anyway, Which I don't yeah. agree with those thoughts. <laughs> okay, yeah. So yeah, this movie actually did pretty good in the box office. Did eleven million dollars up against a budget of three hundred fifty thousand. Oh, that's I um, didn't know that. That was actually really good. Well. Yeah, he actually did pretty good. good. It 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 really received unfavorable reviews from the critics. Um, <laughs> dogs, stop it. This is why I say record downstairs. They, they don't received, do this downstairs. Uh, they, good because the dogs can't walk downstairs. They can't, but they don't fight. Yes, but dogs can look up. Shaw <laughs> the dead. So anyway, so this movie's got a cult following because of its twist ending. Is there a twist ending in this? I mean, for my generation, no, because everyone knows what happens. But like, I could see like if you saw it in theaters and you didn't know anything about Sleepaway Camp, it'd be like, oh my god. 
10-year-old Matt would have seen this movie and been like, what the fuck? Yeah. 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 So, all right. So, we're going to start it off. Um, we start a movie in 1975. We have John Baker and his boyfriend, Lenny. There you go. Very woke John. for the... Yeah, very woke for the 70s. Very I, good. I will say, and this is the third time I'm saying it, but I, I loved how the intro credits, they have like that really dramatic music of like the, yes, yeah, but the camp has already closed down. Yes. So, yeah, so you, don't, you don't know. You, it's your own interpretation. I think of whether it's it's after the incidents happens with Angela or did it happen before. Or, or maybe, because I don't know if it was ever mentioned, but I don't know if John and... Um, Peters, quote unquote Peters, deaths were on that same lake and in that same like camp area. So maybe they would have closed down for that. Wait, John and Peters. Oh, the death. Yes. Oh, because it was the kids on. It was kids on the boat. Been, oh, how bizarre would that be, though? How they closed it, it and then they opened it back so up. Then Angela has to and then go Angela's back. And Angela's like, "Hey, <laughs> the the that's probably was. it. That's probably why she's so pissed off. <laughs> because the crazy <laughs> aunt's like, wow. go back to the camp yeah. <laughs> where your family died. Yeah. So all right. So John's out there with his children, Angela and Peter, and they're playing around. Then the boat tips over. You little then, course, schemers. You little schemers. And then we have the hooligans on this uh, ski boat with the most melodramatic skier tied to the back of She's it. She's not melodramatic. She just doesn't want to be on skis. Very melodramatic. <laughs> so the boy and the girl, they switch seats. And, of course, the girl says, hey, let's gun it. So she guns <laughs> let's it. Let's gun it on a pond. <laughs> and the only one that's really looking for anything, any obstacles in the water is the skier who's 30 feet back on a rope. Yeah. And she yells. Not even, not even Johnny Lawrence number one is... Uh, uh, yeah, is I've got her Johnny Lawrence thing. Yeah, the Johnny Lawrence was, thing. We have to, we have to like, redo what, what, the whole what thing. Is the, what does the skier yell? She's yelling, there's a boat! And then, like, and Johnny Lawrence number one and the girlfriend are like, huh, what, what? Yeah, they're like, what? And, oh, what? and this isn't a massive lake, either. It's like a no, pond. They're, they're literally right next to the... I don't know where they were going at 70 miles an hour, they're literally right <laughs> oh, next yes. to the shore. Yeah. So, of course, the boat runs over the, the, the uh, family of three and two die. Who dies, Sydney? John and Peter. Yeah, John and Peter die. I say that um, with air quotes. Peter. Yes. And of course, Lenny, the the distraught boyfriend, has only one thing to say. John. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so dramatic. John. Like, wouldn't you be like, oh my God, oh my God, like trying to help him out? That's, that's, but no, he was just... John. That's moment number one of overacting in this movie. <laughs> just tell you. All right, so we pick it up. And then, eight we, years later. then we got moment number two. <laughs> yes, we pick it up eight years later, uh, 1983. Angela, who is very traumatized by what happened. I mean, wouldn't you is, be though? Is now living with her eccentric aunt. I love it. it's Doctor Martha Thomas. Doctor you, of what? <laughs> and if you watch this movie, I'm not sure even the lady's name that played Doctor Martha Thomas, but she is a very uh, and I know they probably said be eccentric, <laughs> but she she I think she mistaken she mistaked uh, mistook. Well, there we go, mistaked. Mistook eccentric for um um. Uh, shit crazy. Yes, there's the words I'm looking for. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I liked I, I made this relation last time I recorded, but it is like um, Delia Dietz from Beetlejuice. Cranked up to about 105. Yes, yes. Because it's so. the eccentrics of her without the charisma of Catherine O'Hara. Yes. 
Catherine O'Hara. Oh, God. My crush. Don't want to get into that Sorry. again. Hey, listen, 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 listen. I got a granny thing. I can't help it. Anyway, so Dr. Martha Thomas is sending um, Angela and her cousin Ricky to camp. Camp Arawak. I love Ricky. Yep. And due to, due to Angela's introverted nature, she uh, the, uh, the fair doctor wants Ricky to take good care of her. But they, but she doesn't uh, walk her out to the bus or anything. Yeah, really she just Look opens the door, and be like, "Be careful, yeah, yeah, get out, Richard, take get care out of your girl." Like, what's the, bu- what's the bus driver's name from uh, The Simpsons? What's his name? Uh, Otto. Otto. Yeah, it's a, hey, hey, see you later, dude. dude. <laughs> <laughs> see you later, Doctor Dude. So yeah, right, there's so another the kids, Simpsons reference. Hey. There you go. Look at that. So the uh, the kids go to camp, and Angela, of course, is immediately bullied by Judy and camp counselor Meg. Which I will say, I was bullied growing up. I feel like a lot of people were. Everyone was bullied. Everyone was bullied growing up. Me especially. But I've never met anyone as mean as these fuckers are on this movie. Everyone is so mean to Angela. Why? Because she's quiet? Because she doesn't talk? She doesn't eat? Because she's a potential serial killer. But, but anyway, like, they don't know that though. They're just mean to her for no reason. Yeah. So, <laughs> all, right, so all right. So then they show up there, and of course, um, Ricky introduces uh, Angela to Paul, who ends up being, you know, Angela's fling later on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we also get to meet Artie, the head cook. Uh, Artie's a great guy. Artie's great with kids. Great in the way of John Wayne Gacy, great for a birthday party. Oh my god, Mayor White is standing on me. He's looking at these young kids like he's a fat guy walking by a pie shop and they just made a bunch of made a bunch of pies. And he's like, "Mm, look at that one. Uh, so nice and it's so creepy alright I'm going to pause you one second Bear wants nothing to do with me unless I'm doing something else that's right and now he is laying on top of me wanting to play fetch with a, with a wishbone of course he does yeah, leave him alone. Just kick him. Kick a dog. Please kick a dog Monday. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Don't don't ever don't kick, kick your dogs. dogs. It was a joke. Don't kick it your dogs. Joke. Please don't don't don't. Uh, nobody's listening anymore. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so all right. So anyway. So um. Of course, Angela's having some issues, and then they get um. What's uh what's Captain uh Captain Tight Nuts? Ronnie. Ronnie, yes. Ronnie, so they, they, they Incredible they Hulk from the waist up, yes. Bruce Banner from the waist down. Yes, skinny legs. <laughs> he got tiny legs. legs. Tiny legs and tiny nuts. Um, so he he gets with Angela because Angela's not eating, and he takes her to the pantry to uh, pick out whatever you want. See if there's anything you like. But unfortunately, Artie's in there, and he I sees think, something like likes I, I think Artie picked up something he liked first. Yeah, so gross, so nasty. <laughs> then Ricky, of course, comes in to save the day. Uh, nice and calm it. for Ricky, too. Yeah, what yeah. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ricky has got, this kid. This kid's got issues, for sure. <laughs> Angry, she's been, but, but, then, but then again, Martha is his mom, so I mean. I mean, let's, yeah. Let's, let's I mean, it's kind of justified, but also he's just yeah. really angry. Yep, so. <laughs> So anyway, so Artie basically slaps the crap out of Ricky. Nah. What? I thought he doesn't Artie... slap him. He grabs him and throws him into the really th- throws him I, into I, the I, shelves. I, I knew he did something to him. I couldn't quite remember. He throws him into the shelves. It's like, dude, not only do you have a a um, R word attempt, you have also domestic ass- R word attempt rape. Rape? Yeah. You don't have to say R word. Well, I'm trying to be user friendly. What, what is that? What is R R word? R word. Well, you said R word. I thought you were being retard. I was like, what is No, don't say how that. Is, how is I was like, how is that? 
And what does that even mean? I'm, just, this, I'm trying to be listener friendly because oh people okay. say I curse too much on this thing. And so, yeah, but not Rapers, only do you have an attempted rape, rape, but you Rapers also have a, a domestic assault of a minor. Like, yes. So, but oh, don't worry. Artie gets his. Here in a minute, Artie's trying to get it. So, Artie and James Earl Jones' dad. Yes, I'm dead serious. James Earl Jones' dad. Robert Earl Jones, yeah. Yes. I just want to know what happened. We're putting together the biggest pot of corn you ever seen. <laughs> it's like a hot water heater cut cut with the top It off. is. And um, Artie's trying to get the water to boil. He's putting salt in the top of it. And he's leaning over. And, of course, you see this little hand come out and grab the chair. I have a, I have a thing. I have a thing. Oh, my God. We, we're, like, not even a third of the way through the movie. And you're already doing this. I know. I just, I'm just saying I have a thing. So, if you hear, like, the dialogue, right? Right during then. Uh, Robert Earl Jones... He says that this water has been on the heat for hours, and it still isn't boiling. <laughs> Are you maybe, sure the stove is on? <laughs> maybe they're at a different elevation there in uh, Camp Arawak. They're in the uh, hills of New York. And then York. also, before, before you see the hand come out, you see a nice shot of Artie's shit-stained cheeks. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. It's, it's like he's he should have like, worn the brown pants. Yeah, it's like poop on him. It's kind of strange. He Deadpool reference. <laughs> so, all right, long and short of it, chair gets shaken. Artie gets dumped with into the basic vat of boiling water, and it flips over on him and burns him. I mean, completely burns him up. Doesn't kill him, but... but him up yeah. yep. And lo and behold, Mel comes in. Now, Mel's a good guy. He's great. He owns the camp. He, um, he, so he wants to cover up Artie's accident by saying that Artie went and got a job at another camp cooking. Yeah. I wonder, yeah. I, so weird. This is just strange. Like I said, I've, I've talked about it before with Mel is like, I'm ruined. It's like, Mel, you're running summer yeah. camp. You're not making that much money, brother. He's kind of like Maybe Joe he's Exotic. Or something. He's kind of like Joe Exotic where it's like whenever Staff got his arm bitten off by the tiger, he's like, I'm never going to financially recover from this. I'm like, uh, you have a Tiger Zoo in the middle of Wyoming. Like <laughs> he's, he's straight pedophiles Joe Exotic without the charisma. Yes, without the appeal yes. of Joe Exotic. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. So, anyway, uh, we go to, uh, let's see, Campers, Kenny, and Mike. They're mocking Angela. Johnny Lawrence, uh, number two, and Douche Canoe. Yep. So, Ricky and his, Paul, his friend, his Paul, his friend Paul, they get into a fight with him. Boy, Paul! Yep. Paul befriends Angela. Isn't that nice? Yes. Okay. And so we get to this scene where the older kids get out and they go to um, go to the lake. <laughs> and the guys, you know, two of the dudes are smoking up. And um, yeah, Douche Canoe and Johnny Lawrence number two. Yes, Douche Canoe and Johnny Lawrence number two. That'd be a good. That's a, it's a rap. That's like a Turner and Hoot. No, I was thinking like Turner and Hoot situation, like a buddy cop movie. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, so, so then they decide let's go skinny dipping, and the girls are like, no, and the guys are like, ah, fuck it, we'll just go by ourselves. So it's literally cock balls and ass just running it's up like the, down the dock. It's like the penguins jumping in there. It's like, what are we doing, guys? Here we Why? see the teenage boys in their natural habitat. I, th I think there was docking going on in there. I'm pretty sure they were like tip to tip. I swear to God, there was. Here we see the natural, yeah. <laughs> the natural teenage boys in their habitat. Oh, their their mates decline their advances. Oh, they're going cock and balls out anyway. <laughs> March of the penguins, baby. March of the penguins. It's all. March of the penises. 
Yep. All right. So then, um, let's see. So Kenny talks a girl into going on a boat with him. And Deuce what do you canoe. Do when, and what do you trying to? What do you do when you're trying to get lucky with a girl? You talk about the snakes and turtles in the water, and you flip over the boat. And then, yes. And then you tip the boat over. She gets mad, swims back, and he, for some reason, is under the canoe, thinking, "Oh, she's still out there playing around." And this is why we dub him Douche Canoe. <laughs> yes, because Douche Canoe. Someone else pops up under the canoe. He goes, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> I'm sorry. Is he part of the Californians? <laughs> I know. Like, what are you doing here? Star. And this little hand grabs his head and pushes him under. And basically has enough strength to keep her body up. And hey, still spoilers. Down. <laughs> spoilers from a 1983 movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen this movie, you, you, you deserve to hear that. GFY, baby. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so poor Kenny drowns. Poor douche and, uh, canoe. Well, he kind of like, he just disappears, right? And everyone's like, oh, where's he at? Oh, he's out there playing around. Let's just leave him. And they just leave him. Yep. And no one cares. Penguins part two. Yep. <laughs> Next day, lifeguard comes out there. And this is a funny scene. This is it's like one of my funny, funnier scenes where all the furniture is out in the lake and he's out there. He's out there. Just, get over there. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> Which, there's a full table and chairs out in the middle of the lake. I love it. So it's like set up perfectly. I think the reason why we find that so funny is because you and I both worked at a water park. Yes. Yeah. That'd be something. That we we saw it like the night after a private party coming in the next day trying to clean up. And you're just, it's hot already, you don't want to be there, it sucks, and then you just see, like, a table somewhere where it doesn't need to be, and then you're just yelling and screaming, and just, I think it's just because yeah. we relate to it so well. Other yeah, people but, would be like, eh, but, but if, sorry. But you're the one doing it, it's kind of a funny prank. Yeah, because yeah, so. I like putting chairs in on in the water. It's like the way it was set up, it's pretty funny. How the hell the deck it over there? So, so, yeah, so the, the lifeguard finds Kenny. And Kenny, Kenny, who's obviously been in the water for at least, you know... Eight hours or so. No, he's been in the water for like four or five weeks. Did you see that body? <laughs> I mean, God Almighty, he was like, dude... Hey, but that? he was right. Jason Voorhees looks better when he jumps out at the end of the next movie than, than, than Kenny Hey, but did. he was right, though. There are snakes in the lake. <laughs> yeah, that snake comes out of his nose. It's pretty pretty cool. Look. That was a pretty neat scene. I'll say, it was neat, but then you look at the, you look at the dummy that they used for that, and it doesn't look great yeah, it's, it's 83 that's what i'm saying it looked good for 83 but for now it's kind of like yeah. Yeah. all right and then of course mel the camp owner he is there to take full responsibility for what is happening by lifting up that rug baby put more dirt underneath it there you go he's gonna say it's an accident and now i have to call a parent to tell them their kid's dead that's what he says like the kids at war no he's at camp I was like, I was like, like I'm sorry, is he at war? It's like, what is going? What? Wouldn't the police be the ones to know? Okay, well, anyway, no, it yeah. has to be the disgruntled boss. I'm yes. ruined. I'm yes, ruined. I'm ruined. Oh no. Yeah. So, all right. So they're having a movie, and Paul, of course, asks Angela to go, and then after the movie, he kisses her. To her, just kind of standing there. Yeah. Like, okay. So this is why I don't like Paul. This is why I don't like Paul. Okay. And I will say, the majority of the characters in this movie are very unlikable. Angela's the only one I like. I like I like uh, Angela, and I like Ronnie in his short shorts because Ronnie's a good dude. And I also like Carrie's friend. I don't know her name. What's her name? Susie. Maybe question. I think I think Susie. She was down important. But I mean, I only like them because they were genuinely nice. You're lucky. I remember your name half the days. I'm Sammy. I mean, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, Let's go. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, but. Everyone in this movie is generally unlikable, right? Yes. Yes, very much so. And 
Paul was one of the characters where he was kind of teetering on the fence the whole time, because he was, he for me, he seemed different than the other boys at the camp, just being full of testosterone, wanting to get laid every one, every five seconds, even though they're like 12, and in the scene, he walks her back to her cabin, takes her around the side of the cabin, and he kisses her, which to her, on her face, you can tell that she was real, real uncomfortable. And then yes. she goes, I'm going to go inside now. And she goes to walk away, and he pulls her back and goes, can I have another? And then he kisses her on the lips. And she's like, good night. Yeah. <laughs> and just kind of walks yeah, away. These are like the worst, these are like the, the worst kids ever. I think, well, I might say the worst kids ever. But yeah, the horniest 12-year-olds you've ever seen. God, that was so, so comic book guy. Worst kids ever. Um, <laughs> Simpsons, really baby. Simpsons reference. So this is going to be like the Simpsons yeah. episode. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, really, I mean, because like Ricky was... <laughs> <laughs> With the water balloons. I mean, Angela gets hit with the water balloon and Ricky comes out and literally you would have thought that... But she was shot. She had been shot or stabbed or something. But you no. bastards! I'm you bastards! And he has like a little lift. So I was like, you bastards! Like, oh my god. He's like four foot. He's like four foot nine. I mean, he like is. It's like one of those kids that if they were in the pool and they were starting shit, you just push them under and yeah, walk away. Yep, I like that. Yep, so, uh, let's see, so next one, let's see, who's the next one to go? The next one to go is, is um, one of the, one of the douchebags. Billy, that's right, yeah, Billy's the next one to go, he gets stung. <laughs> Probably, to me, the worst kill in this movie whatsoever. So he gets there, he's like, I gotta go take a duke, because everyone's going to. I gotta go take a mondo duke. Everyone's going to play baseball, actually, they're playing slow pitch softball. Um, and they're going to so talk he, shit and they puff up their chests. Yeah, and y yell at each other. And what did uh, what did Ricky say? <laughs> or what was it, what was what was what was the big? You give him the big. It was it was uh, Bill v Ricky. They're yelling at each other at this World Series slow pitch softball game, and Bill looks at Ricky and goes, "Eat shit and die, Ricky." And Bill and Ricky goes, "Eat shit and live, Bill." It's wow. like burn, burn. Uh, that scene was so funny whenever it was a softball game and like, the, the younger boys won obviously and, and they're like yeah what if we go see if the girls want to play and these older boys start popping out their chest that one guy looked like he had been like he, somebody had said something about his mother I mean he was so offended it was like somebody looked at him and said your mom's a whore it's like, oh. like, I mean, it was like what? What? <laughs> Oh but yeah, God, so uh, Bill gets on Bill gets on the toilet and taking a Mondo Duke. Yep, and uh, we see the uh, screen open up. Of course, so someone blocks the door so we can't get out. And then um, the screen kind of cuts open, and we see this hornet beehive, a paper beehive, come in and drop in. Not the bees! Not the bees! Not the bees! Not the bees! So this is just gonna be the reference episode. He can't get out. This is this is a good reference episode. He, so he can't get out, and I guess he gets stung to death. I'm assuming he's allergic to the bees. But then when they find him, his whole face is covered with honeybees and i was like okay. and also did you see the stings on that yeah i was like okay there's a couple things first of all he looked like he'd been poked with hot pokers <laughs> and then burned and then the hornets became honeybees somehow and were all crawling all over his face i was like we've got a lot going on here done what is this candy man uh, i think it was candy man yes candy man no <laughs> so, all right so now, so now this, this is what triggers Mel to think there's a killer in the game. Oh, because the because the 
accident in the, yeah, the it, accidents keep happening and, and, and the uh, drowning at the waterfront wasn't enough for him to be like hey every, maybe we should every, send everyone home every time we do that voice I want to say Meg really loud so <laughs> we gotta wait. We, we, we'll get to we that no, we're gonna get to we're gonna, I've been really holding back I've, I've really been holding back so I'm gonna let you do that one so all right yeah. So the, so the, the relationship between Angela and Paul, it's it starts it starts to it starts to get a little strange. Choppy waters. Yep. yep. Oh, Paul, Paul kisses her again, and this causes Angela to have this flashback when she and her brother witnessed their father in bed with Lenny. Which very progressive for an '83 movie. Yeah, I was like, well, there you go. But but the thing was, so it was kind of weird because so it's kind of like. It was like messing with her head. Yeah, I guess, you know, I guess it would. At, at, at whenever age, that think, happens at a young age, though, because you can't. I think, I think it would. Because your would brain is not um, developed enough to understand, like, okay, this is an adult making a consenting, consenting relationship and a lifestyle choice. That's so woke of you. No, no, I'm just like talking from a psycho psychological yeah. perspective. So you're telling me at that age, you saw me in there kissing another man, you wouldn't be like, dude, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, I'd be like, dude, what is going on? And even like now i'd be like dude what is going on but then you just sit down and talk about it they're at that age where it's yeah. like like oh it's funny because dad and lenny are laying in bed together yeah it would be um it, well it, it, i think the thing is with this is that it's at least it's the conversation yes that they're having back at this time which is very unusual for that moment yeah yeah so all right so paul gets mad and leaves and then he's seduced by judy fucking judy yeah you know it's judy right because she has her name on her shirt. It is, <laughs> yes. Judy. Is. We all have them. I have mine on my underwear. So. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, Angela sees this. And Paul, he, he's just riddled with guilt. And he tries to explain himself. But, honestly, in Paul's defense, Judy has been coming on to him this entire she movie. Had massive bazungas. Massive bazungas. That's what that's what uh, Ricky Mondo said. Gazungas. Anyway, uh, Mondo Gazungas. Anyway, yeah. But big old tatas. Yeah. But like in 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 Paul's boobs. stop. Enormous e eggs. Eggs. I don't know. I'm just but in Paul's defense, Judy has been coming on to him the entire movie, and he has been like, no, yes. no, 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 no. She kisses you him. Know men, you know how us men are weak. I mean, we're weak. No, no. But she kisses him in the woods, and Angela just sees it. Yeah. So, yep. if I were Paul, yeah, I'd be feeling guilty too. But I'd be feeling more guilty that I took her around on the side of her cabin and kissed yep. her twice without her consent. <laughs> yes, true. I agree. So, Paul attempts, attempts to explain himself to Angela, but of course, Judy and Meg head that off. Um, and then they uh, throw Angela into the water. Douchebags. Yep. Angela gets out. And as she's returning, as she's, as she's shuffling away, these small kids... <laughs> Throw sand at her. <gasps> I just made a connection. Okay, every single kill in this movie is justified. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, every yeah. single one is justified. Yeah, you didn't remember that? You I didn't remember that. Yes. All right, yeah. now I know. Yeah. Now I know. Every one of them is justified. Yep. So, Ricky, your cousin, of course, is there with her to comfort her, and he swears that he's going to get revenge on these people. The next person to go is Bear crawling over your lap. So. <laughs> Yeah, so we have a um, we have a little bit going on that night. I think Meg is off from work, and she yeah, she's off from the social. She's getting a shower because she has a date tonight, Sydney. Oh, does she? Is yes. it with Ronnie, like the good-looking guy? 
Oh no, no, it's is even it, better is than it, Ronnie. Is it with um, Johnny Lawrence number three, no, one of the Johnny cuter, cuter no. um, members of the thing? Huh? Who could it be? Uh, it would be Mel, the camp owner. Uh, Gross-ass, seventy-year-old, cigar-smoking, looking like Elmer Fudd. Mel, he does. He, if you need a frame of reference of how old this guy is. He is like a pedophile, grosser version of here's, Judd here's, here's, from Pet Cemetery. I, I even know this. You want to help this? This is the actor's last movie. Oh, that yeah. makes it worse. Yeah. yeah, this was his last movie. He passed away. But you know, yeah, I don't think he passed away immediately. But this was his last movie. But yeah, if if you need a fair reference, think Judd from Pet Cemetery, pedophile level times thirty. There you go. So all right, so Meg gets killed in the shower. Uh, that night, the camp is having a social. Uh, at the at the event, Paul uh, Paul apologizes to Angela again, and she tells him it's fine. Just meet me at the water. Meet me at the waterfront. Yes, the waterfront. It's a lake. It's, it's a lake. lake. It's like a pond. It's a pond. All right. So we go and we see Mel. Mel's looking all over for Meg, and he goes to the cabin and sees the shower. And there, and there he finds, finds Meg's body and yells, and yells Not you, Meg! <laughs> got that voice. That was, Not you, Meg! <laughs> it sounds like a bullfrog! Yeah. And of course, he is bound to determine that it's Ricky. Ricky's the then, killer. No, but this is the part where Mel takes... Because this whole movie, he's kind of been talking to himself a little bit. And then now he has this full dialogue with this poor girl's corpse. He's like, Meg, I'll, I'll avenge you, Meg. I know it was that little son of a bitch, Ricky. No, no, no. He goes, not you, Meg. He did this just to get back at me. Oh, I'm going to get him, Meg. I'm going to get... It's like, who are you talking to? It's because... Because Mel had to discipline Ricky earlier in the movie. Yeah. It's a in Mel's brain it think, he thinks, Well, I had to discipline this kid, so how did he get back at me? He killed my underage girlfriend. It's like no. No one that's knew that you were you were you yes. No one knew knew you were you were boning the child, man. Oh, oh that's gross. I don't like so uh, yeah. <laughs> It is. All right. So, um, so in the meantime, um, I cannot remember the the, uh, the one counselor's name. Billy. Hang on. No, uh, Bill. Billy. Billy. No. No, Eddie. 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 Was it Eddie? It was Eddie. It was something like that. Anyway, the guy who was a half shirt. It was Eddie because he kind of looked like Tommy from uh, Karate Kid. Half shirt Eddie. Yes. Yep. So he's he's taking uh, some kids out to. <laughs> he's taking some kids out outdoor camping at the camp. So they're camping at the camp. It's like sixteen camps. And that was like a fourth wall break. Fourth wall break is that a fourth wall break? So, so he takes them out, and I think some kids either got sick. No, or something two kids just wanted to go back because they're like, because they're like, what the fuck are we doing outside in the woods? And so, and so him being a responsible counselor says, okay, I'll take you two back. You four young children stay here in your sleeping bags that are asleep. Yeah. Well, guess what? What? Get God. Oh man! Well, that's what they get for throwing sand. What? How do you know? Don't spoil. I'm just saying. I just made that connection. All of these kills are yeah. justified. Yeah. Well, it, well, here's the thing that they found. Okay, I don't think you ever see them, but you get the impression with the sleeping bags. They're pretty much chopped up. These kids are pretty, pretty well mangled. Good. Yeah. <laughs> good. So, and the next person to get it is our good friend Judy. You know why it's Judy? Her name. Well, you know, I know it was Judy. Her, was her name on her shirt? Her name was on her shirt. Okay. Yes. Um, she gets killed. She gets, um, how should we say, um... Curling iron to the vagina and suffocation. Pleasure, pleasure to death, question mark? Yes. 
So hot curling you, iron. Yeah, hot curling iron. That's yes. Hot curling iron. So, this throws the camp into a panic with all these deaths going on. Um, Which Mel's, the two beforehand, like the accident and the one death, wouldn't send everyone home. No, no that would ruin a, me. <laughs> would ruin me. I wouldn't be able to be with Meg. Not you, Meg. <laughs> Not you, Meg. No. <laughs> so anyway, so Mel, thinking that Ricky is the killer, beats him half to freaking death. <laughs> He like he like gorilla punches the kid. It is so terrible. It's like, dude, stop! <laughs> Did you hear what he says after? He goes, he goes, I got him, just like I promised, Meg. <laughs> this guy is obsessed with this 18, 17 year old girl, Meg. It's gross. Yes. Who are you talking to? Yep. So Mel beats him to death, but then poor Mel. He uh, does he wander around on the archery range or something like that? Yeah, and, which uh, honestly, that's his fault. You don't yeah. you don't pass the line at the archery range. Down range, baby. Down range. He takes an arrow to the throat. Yeah, man. which is my favorite kill, honestly. Yep. Because I like how I they did too. it. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yep. Because they had it on a cord and they put it through the neck and it. Oh, that was it. that was loud. Bear, stop! But um, they do it on the cord and they put it. And they slide it, and then the back pops up a little bit. Yeah, it, it, I, I just thought it was cool. Yeah, that is neat. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna let him out. Keep talking. Okay. So the um, the police show up, and they start searching for the missing campers. Paul is at Paul is at the beach with Angela. He suggests uh, Paul is at the beach with Angela. He suggests they go for a swim. The police, the police discover, discover Ricky's, Ricky's unconscious, unconscious body. He's still alive. Thank God he didn't kill him. Which I don't see how he didn't kill him. He beat the yes. shit out of him. <laughs> and in the meantime, Ronnie and Susie are looking around and they find a naked Angela humming and clutching a hunting knife. And Paul. Well, Paul's severed head. Par par partially, Paul. Okay, so yes. what happened with Angela? Why is she all demented? So, Angela, come to find out, is actually her brother, Peter. Angela is standing there. Um, well, actually, it's, it's, it's reviewed that uh, Angela, Angela died in the accident and Peter survived. And after uh, Aunt Martha, Dr. Aunt Martha, uh, gained custody of him, she decided that Peter would be a girl. Because she always wanted a girl, because she already has a son. And it's implied that Peter was mentally affected by seeing his father sharing a homosexual embrace with another yeah, man. Yeah, that's 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 a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it had more to do with the kid not wanting to be raised as a girl, but crazy aunt dickhead. Yeah, that, that is that is one thing I do yeah. not like about this movie. How it played a lot of LGBT people as villains, which they yeah. a lot of times are not villains not not always but a lot of times they are not majority yeah. they are not See, i don't i can't speak for i can't speak how the views of like 83 because i wasn't i was old enough to to recognize any of that at the time so um but yeah i know with with the old aids thing and all that it was really 
you know, they used to call it like grid. I mean, it was like gay, gay cancer. And it, it was really, I mean, it was really homosexuality really was yeah. frowned upon. And I mean, people say now it still is, which, you know, I think it's, it's a little more accepted. Or actually, I'd say it's a lot more yeah. accepted than what it was back oh, then. Oh, happy pride. And I'm, yeah, I'm, oh yeah, happy pride, by the way. I did, did forget it was pride month. Um, so anyway, so our final scene, we see a dude, blood covered Angela with full male genitalia in view. Standing in front of a shocked Susie and Ronnie. She's the killer. And the last thing you see is her standing there with this animalistic hiss. And that's how the movie Cool. Is. Great. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. We kind of glossed over the, uh, the, the character. I think the acting in the movie was a little little ridiculous. I think the, Yeah, I feel like a lot of it was was dramatic. Some of the some of the characters were just... It was over the top. It was a lot of like how I said like all the problems I had with like Jason X, where it was like half of them knew what they were getting into. They knew it was a campy, a campy funny movie. And then half of them are trying to get that Oscar, baby. I gave her an <laughs> oh my god I'm no sorry. stop <laughs> but um yeah and also like another thing i didn't touch base on was uh re-watching the movie because especially in this day and age everyone pretty much knows what happens it's like way camp yes but um it was really cool to see like when we were watching this movie and reviewing it how many different ways you could have gone about it so like i did it basically in my head i just did like a clean slate like okay pretend like you don't know angela's the killer mm. and then you look at it and you see like mozart going at ricky with that same hunting knife that was used oh, yeah, to so kill we, meg we totally, we totally left mozart out of this thing but yeah it was yeah it was all kinds of there was they, there was they were definitely dropping he was definitely trying to put different hints in there kind of like it was going to be a different killer or it could have been a different killer yeah but I think I think deep down you always knew it was kind of going to be Angela, yeah. no matter what, because it was kind of like. And I and I'll, I'll say this too, like you know what, Ra raise your kids however you want to raise them. If it's their choice to be trans, yeah. then go but, for it, support it. But don't have your uh, newly adopted <laughs> child assume the identity of their deceased sibling let's not do that that is not was, good was already having a hard time no wait so first of all she's having a hard time processing the fact that her dad who was her dad who was married to his mom is now homosexual so that's one thing and then she has to watch or i'm sorry he has to watch the father and the sister die number two yeah then he gets brought in to Crazy Aunt Martha's, number three, and Crazy Aunt Martha says, hey, you know what? You're no longer Peter. You're Angela. And then you wonder why Angela ended up the way she yeah. was. Which, like I, like I said earlier, it's all about the psychological thing on children where they don't have that and enough brain development to realize, like, okay, my dad... You're way too serious. No, no, but my dad left my mom in order to be happy with someone else, you know? Yeah. Versus she's just thinking, like, oh, why is my dad in bed with Lenny? Well, you never know. She may have ended up that yeah. way. Yeah. But, like, eh. But she did. But, yeah, they're, they're, this is just one of those movies where it's just fun to watch. And I know I'm taking it way too serious right now, and whatever. You know you know who didn't didn't end up that way? Who? Meg. Meg. Not, not Meg. Meg. Not you, Meg. <laughs> All right, let's go to the yeah, next, next movie. Yeah, next movie. If I will say, if you want a fun movie, watch Sleepaway Camp. You will cackle yes, your yeah. entire way through. Yeah, it really is. It's very camp. You'll probably roll your eyes half the time you're watching it, but it's very camp. It's very fun. Yep. All right, next movie, Friday the 13th, 1980, the original. Yay. 
uh, directed by Sean Cunningham, of course, written by Victor Miller. Victor Miller famously wanted to be a one-off. That was it. Didn't want the whole Jason saga to go on, which I'm kind of glad they did. I wish they would have stopped at four because I'm a big Jason yeah. person. Which one's your favorite? Uh, Friday. Uh, I think personally, we've talked about this before. I think personally for me, it's two just because that was the one I've kind of got introduced with to the franchise with. Um, I do like three because the you that's where the mask comes that's, in. That's my favorite. The only thing I don't like about three is three was shot in 3D and it was really overdone. So like you, if you watch it now on streaming, it's kind of like, you know, so I'm going to stab you. Yeah. I'm going to get you. It's kind of like that guy who's like, I'm going to get your nose. I was like, dude, right, we get it. It's 3D. You don't have to keep doing this over and over and over yeah. and over. Now, my, my favorite probably is uh, Friday 3 only because it's whenever Jason does get his signature hockey mask and you see the the um what everyone thinks of Jason Voorhees for exactly. he's being and I and I yeah. find that really cool and I also like part two. First part, yeah, it's kind of slow for my liking, honestly. It's still a good movie, but it's still just it's it's, it's, it's just a, a little build. slow for my liking. Yes. So it's a build. That's why you could like I said you could tell that um Victor Miller was the writer of this one and not didn't really get involved in any, uh, many of the other ones just because um you just tell by the pacing of this yeah. movie. Yeah. All right, movie itself, itself uh, made, uh, made for half a million dollars and made almost sixty million dollars. That's pretty. It's only made for half a million. It's only made for half. I mean, think about it. There's the, the effects are practical. We get Savini doing it. Savini's probably Savini's probably making it out, out of his kitchen. Oh God, don't I get mean, me started on Savini. Yeah. I love Tom Savini's effects, but all right, we'll get into yeah. that. Know, just wait so we a got second. Shit. Right. I got I got some beef right. with Savini. So the movie starts off in 1958. You have two camp counselors um, singing "Kumbaya" with the, the rest of the, the the clan there, and they just just kind of give each other the eye, and they kind of sneak away it's like no one notices them. And then, and then the first thing the girl says is, "I don't want anyone to notice us." <laughs> yeah, I don't like, want anybody to know we're gone. It's like, like literally, just literally left in the middle. you handed the guitar to somebody else. <laughs> You got, you got up. I think the other guy like helped you up. I mean, it's, 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 it's what? Like, what no. are you talking about? Yeah. So, so they, of course, they go to have. And, sex, and when? Like, when was this? When was this? When was this? Fifty-eight. Okay. What? Nothing. What? Does that mean something? Fifty-eight. I thought it was fifty-seven. Fifty-eight. No, fifty-seven was the year before. Oh. And then before that was 56. Was it? 55. See, that's how numbers work. Oh, numbers are cool. <laughs> Pi is 3.14159265. All right. So, anyway, did you just give your social security number? That was Pi. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Can, you tell, can you tell which one was, was a mathlete in high school? Me. <laughs> All right. So, the kids are in there trying to get ready to get it on. And uh, someone sneaks in and, of course, gets the kids' attention. And the, the, the boy... Uh, we're not doing anything. Barry goes, we're not doing anything. Uh, he gets killed. He kind of gets his guts sliced open. And then, of course, the girl runs, and it starts off with the earth. That's, that's kind of scene. She runs. She runs into things. <laughs> she ran yeah, into every you, box that was in that attic. She was clumsy, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, it's implied that the killer gets right up on her and goes to slit her throat. And here comes the Friday the 13th. Which I will say... I do love how, like, a lot of the, your, not so much of your universal uh, movies, but more so, like, like your Fridays, your Halloweens, your um, Nightmares, Texas Chainsaw, those movies, they stick, they stick with one um, title card layout, where it's like, Friday did the, the glass breaking, Halloween did the pumpkin, uh... 
let's see what else. Texas Chainsaw did like the like that little noise. <laughs> yeah, what was it? You know, it's like the click, and it's like the. <laughs> What was it? Was it a, a bleeding deer? You no, know, but it was, it was just like the, it was like that, it's like, you know, yeah, no, you know, but you get what I'm saying, you get what I'm saying. Yep. Don't be a dick. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that old impression, because we, we talked about that. If you could hear the other recordings, we've talked about the same thing about it. Yeah, but it's but the, fine. The, the Evil Dead Rise, that, oh. the beginning of that movie is fantastic. That is. If you haven't seen rise. Evil Dead Rise yet, you've got to watch, watch it. Watch Evil yeah, Dead Rise, that's, that's please. Just, uh, wow, that's a ride. That's a great ride. Sorry, so we start off, it's present day, well, present day then. It's June 13th, 1979. Oh, what day is it? Friday, the 13th. Oh, oh man, I thought it was I thought it was a Tuesday, damn it. It was, it was a Tuesday, yeah. So, um, Annie, who was a counselor who's going to Camp Crystal Lake to work, she, um, she goes to a diner and, um, she goes in to ask, um, Hey, does anybody tell me how far Camp Crystal Lake is? And someone says, You mean Camp Blood? Camp Blood? What do you mean Camp Blood? And poor so, Annie. She seems like such yeah. a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart, yeah. So so Enos, the truck driver, volunteers to kind of take her halfway and drop her off at the cemetery. Yeah, like any any normal it's, person it's, would do. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense, but I guess it was to add a little creepy factor to it. Um, and then on, they're, they're... Wait, on their way to the car? <laughs> no, it's going to get okay, there. Okay, I was just saying. They're, they run the Crazy Ralph. I love Crazy Ralph. And Crazy Ralph goes... You're going to Camp Blood. That's <laughs> <laughs> Camp Blood. I love, I love That's a good voice, Eddie. It's, it's a, they kind of blow him off. And, yeah, it's just um, crazy Ralph. God. It's crazy Ralph. So Annie and Enos get in the truck, and they're driving up there. And Enos, of course, tells uh, Annie about the troubled past, about a young boy drowning in 1957. That's what I was alluding to. But, never mind. Um... Talks about the uh, two counselors dying in 1958. Yes, I know how numbers work. And then there's random fires that kind of happen. When, when did those happen? Fair enough. Um, I think 59 through 78, possibly. Okay. I'm kidding. I have no idea. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so he drops her off. She's like, oh, we're good. Okay, bye. And he gets out at the cemetery and goes, he's like, ride that road there, Camp Blood. Good luck. And uh, <laughs> he leaves her. <laughs> and just leaves her. He's like, good luck, Camp Blood. Enos. Okay. Swears, I, I, have a, I have a tiff with Enos. What? He's given this poor young college girl shit about wanting to work at a summer camp to get some money over the summer. You ain't gonna work, is you? Meanwhile, he's a truck driver. Why are all these guys like hillbillies from North Jersey? Anyway? I don't understand that. They all I'm I'm from South Jersey, and they called us the Pineys. We're like the hillbillies of New Jersey. Yeah, but they're and all Southern. Way, and it's like, they yeah, all, like they sound like if you went you down Booger Town Road in Sevierville, like it. You're been camp blood. You're been camp blood. Camp blood. Jesus. Shout out Booger Town Road. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So, uh, where am I at here? Uh, Annie hitches a ride. And, um, she, uh, which, which, okay, so actually there's a little scene between that where you meet the, the rest of the, the rest of the group. The rest of the Richards. Uh, yeah, which is, uh, famous guy, Kevin Bacon, is in this And movie. ladies and gentlemen and whoever you fancy or whatever. Don't it's, spoil it. I'm saying it's young Kevin Bacon. Oh, young Kevin Bacon. Young, sexy Kevin Bacon. You get to see yeah, a lot of bacon he's, thigh. He's, pig, he's piglet. You get he's a lot of bacon he's thigh. Full bacon. He's not full bacon. He's, he's still pig. Yeah. Still pig. Still pig. Damn blood. Dance. <laughs> 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 Dance. Camp blood. Everybody cut foot loose. Camp blood. Camp blood. 
All right. All right. So, so Andy, Andy gets picked up by a hitchhiker, and Andy's just chatting away, and no one's talking back to her. She's just and they drive past the entrance for. Well, the cameraman aren't isn't supposed to talk back. I know, but they drive past the entrance for Camp Blood, and Andy realizes this, and she's like, "Hey, you missed the turn," and the driver starts speeding up, and of course, Andy says, "That's it, I gotta get out." So she jumps out, and for some reason, the car went from doing like seventy to like twenty because she literally just kind of jumps out and falls. Oh. Runs out in the woods, and of course she's tracked down by the driver of the vehicle. Why wouldn't she just keep running on the road instead oh, of cutting through the woods? Well, she stopped at that tree. She could because she had to stop that tree so she can be killed. Well, I'm just saying, like, as a re as a realistic person, if yeah. someone's chasing you, you go from point A to point B. You don't go through a woods where you're going to be exactly. running into trees and shit. Yep. So anyway, so Annie's the first to go. She gets her third. Bless cut. her heart. Yep. So back yeah. at the uh, sweet camp, Annie. Yeah, but I'm gonna read your names. Can I stay remember. with you? The, the, the only one that really, the only real one that really matters is Alice. Uh, Alice. 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 Who the fuck is Alice? Language, Sydney. You said you weren't gonna try to be nicer. <laughs> Who the f word is Alice? <laughs> R word rape. Come on. Start to be listener friendly. <laughs> All right, we meet Ned, Jack, Bill, Marcy, Brenda, and Alice. Alice. <laughs> There we go again. <laughs> so meet Steve. Steve is the owner. He's got. He's the guy trying to refurbish everything. Um, so of course all the kids are kind of you know working a little bit, and then Steve has to go into town, and so they and pick, and pick up items, supplies. He's got to pick up supplies. Where's he going to get those supplies? The diner. The diner. Yeah, he's got to get some some smothered and covered hash. He got to get some sugar packets. Waffle House. Yeah. So God bless Thank you. you. I'm sure I might call that. That's fine. That's professional. It's um, allergy yep. season. Everyone take your Zyrtec. Yes. If you yes, haven't today, take your Zyrtec. Yes. So uh, the kids all go down, or the kids, the young adults all go down to uh, do a little swimming, and this is where we see Kevin Bacon in his speedo, or as we like to call him, Kevin Sausage. Kevin Sausage. It's Kevin Sausage. Yes, it is. Yes. Forget it. And you don't. No, no, I never get Kevin's. <laughs> this sausage. joke is just, it's got to die. I think that's why none of the files are saving. It could be. It's, 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 it's Kevin's it sausage. It should be. I, I think the uh, the podcast company is like, uh, we don't like Kevin's sausage. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So their old buddy Ned pretends to be. Uh, Fucking he's Ned. Drowning. Yeah. He's ground. They all have to jump in and get, and get him out. And literally, so they're all like diving out like he's so far away. <laughs> Alice goes and gets a life preserver like, and literally, yeah, and she's like, yeah, like three feet from the, the dock. Think, like, why can't he just reach out and grab it? It's like or, it's like that episode of SpongeBob whenever he pretends to be the lifeguard and Patrick is drowning and he tries to throw out the life preserver and they only goes two feet. That's Bella. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. it just doesn't go so, Yep. Ned, of course, is fine. He um, tried. He tried to pull a, a sandlot. Yeah, so hijinks. Ha ha. Very funny, Ned. God, Ned. Ned. Ned kind of is that guy. He's the guy that wears the headdress uh, and, and his tidy whities <laughs> in the woods. Oh, yeah, I forgot about it. Yeah, they, they, they did that in, uh, when uh, Brenda was setting up the. It was Brenda, right? It was setting up the archery thing. Yeah. He uh, shoots an arrow basically right past yeah, her. Yeah, right at her stomach. Yeah. And we already discussed, we discussed this in the first movie. You don't go down range like that. No, you, do that. you stay behind so, the line, yeah. Broheim. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, but here's a good thing about that, okay. though. Ned's the next one to get wet. Yeah. Thank God. Without the um, Native American headdress, thank God. Yes. Showing showing respect out here. Yeah. So Ned um, Ned goes out and he sees uh, someone walking into one of the cabins, and uh, he just follows him in there. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? 
meantime, so in the meantime um, that's, uh, that's where uh, Jack and Marcy end up going. Because there's a storm coming in. And Jack and Marcy, of course, go in there to do what all camp counselors do. Sexy dad. Have a little sex. Which, I'm going to say it again. Why do people in these movies decide the best place to have sex is in these old, decrepit places? I don't know. And then do it on the bottom bunk. And here's the, the bottom thing. bunk? The bo- Why not on the, the top bottom- bunk? Oh, well, because well, you don't want to mess with Ned, because that's where Ned's body's lying. Oh, <laughs> man. So, yeah, so you see Kevin Bacon, I mean, I'm sorry, Jack, and his girlfriend, Marcy, getting it on, and right above them lies Ned's body. They never see him. He's got his throat cut. So it's uh, it's pretty. Uh, Which I will, can I can I say one thing though? Yes. Right before Kevin Bacon gets murked, mm. some of Ned's blood kind of drips down on his face. Yeah. How did it drip down while they were making uh, Whoopi? He must have been like he's doing that slow, methodic love making, like like the what, what Barry White used to sing about. Can't get enough of oh. your love, baby. <laughs> I was about to be like, hey, hey, that's very good. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's staying in the podcast. Okay, good. Yeah. So, all right. So, Mark. This is the best thing about recording this three times. I'm going to make a stupid comment in every single one of them. Fantastic. All right. So, Marcy goes to the bathroom. Uh, Jack's laying there, and Jack is kind of halfway laying there, and he gets uh, halfway. It's only his head. Yeah, halfway, halfway, it's just his head. Yeah, so it's kind of a okay. It's 1979, 1980, so the gag is kind of you, you see that it really is not the body, but it's okay, you know. Yeah, I mean it's Savini. Um, so okay, long and short of it, he gets an arrow right through his throat. <gasps> we didn't talk yep. about the snake. Uh, we'll, skip. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll skip the snake. Part. Let's not discuss the snake, please. Because it's it's, a, it's like that's like twenty minutes back, and we don't want to okay. go. Okay, well, back actually, I can skim over real fast. So everyone is in the in a in a cabin, and, just, just tell what happened. and there's a black snake, and it gets hacked out of pieces. Okay, so not only is that a real snake being used to be hacked to pieces, yes. it is also a pet snake slash train snake that Tom Sweeney was just like, hey, can I borrow your snake? Whack, here's your snake back. Hey, hey look, I brought you back three snakes. They're all yeah. Like, I don't I don't agree with killing animals for the sake of entertainment. I do not like that. I guess I, guess I can't put it at the end of that movie. No animals were hurting and making it Yeah, well, they were. But it, 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 it also would make me feel better if they were going to kill a snake to find one in the woods. They're in the woods! Or just a rubber or snake. Or just a rubber snake. If you yeah, if you so. absolutely but if if you have to absolutely have to kill a real snake, then don't do a pet snake. Yep. So all right, so Jack Kevin Sausage gets an arrow through the throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the killer goes in and finds Marcy in the bathroom and decides that she wants to split her face in half with an axe. Yeah. That's a that's a neat little shot. I will there. say though, cool. Savini kinda of won me over with that one. It's, it's pretty sweet. Because it's, it's, it's he was talking about whenever they went back and saw the axe going up right about to make contact with Marcy's face, he did it up and showed a real axe. Mm. And then they showed the action of it going down. And then they show the gimmick. And then they show the gimmick of the of the yeah. fake axe in the face, and it's uh, held together with. Um, yeah, it's really it's really well done for like a nineteen eighty. It it's really like good. the was it like the really mortician good. like scar wax or whatever yeah. like to hide stuff and shit. But like, yeah, I I, I like I, it because it's like the reflection I, of it, and then just wax, and then you just I, I see it. Was, yeah, I thought, I thought the gimmick was really yeah. neat. It looked yeah. good. So, all right, so yep, yeah, that does it for Mercy. See, so, that's why you don't have sex at Camp Blood. Camp Blood. Does it smell like uh, sex and candy there? Mm-hmm. So does it smell like sexy candy? It smells like sex and blood. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a Marcy's playground. I get it. I smell sex and candy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's, Who's that? Sp- stabbing me in the face. face. <laughs> yeah.
sticking arrows through my neck. It must be Mrs. Voorhees. Oh, didn't want to spoil it. Anyway, so all right, so um, so after a fun game of strip monopoly, stripopoly, yep, uh, which is basically just there just to show the virgin is the virgin. Yes, very much so. Yes, uh, Brenda goes. She's gonna go to bed, or she has to go uh, put the wind. The wind is up in her. Yeah, cabin it's starting to rain. rain. That's right. Yes, rain. And so, and so she goes in there and she hears a little boy's voice calling for help. Help! Help! Which is, you know, cool because you're going to hear the little boy's voice later. So she hears it and it brings her out to the archery range. Which Lights turn on and Brenda screams. She was also past the line. She was, that's right. Stay behind the line. So now all we have left are Alice and Bill. Alice. Alice? What the fuck is Alice? <laughs> it's the Palmer Girl. Shout out to the Acme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Acme at uh, Garden City. Yes. Um, so Alice and Bill, they put on their raincoats and their ponchos, and they go outside to investigate. Um, they go to Brenda's room and find a the axe laying in her bed. <gasps> oh my God, to, Lizzie Borden was here. I guess they were there to axe her a question. <laughs> Not you, Meg. Oh my God, it's Axeman and Razor Boy. That's who it was. <laughs> oh God, Axeman and Razor Boy. Shout out to who? Shane and Ryan. Okay, Shane and Ryan. Yeah, there you go. Uh, phones, uh, phones, of course, dead. are dead. Ned Struck is inoperable. Um, later on, Steve comes back. back. And he sees somebody. He's like, oh, hey, how are you, Yeah, he neighbor? finished up his coffee at the diner. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how are you, neighbor? Good to see you. Stab. Steve's dead. Which, that was the worst one, honestly, because it was an off-camera off gut stab. Yeah, it was, it was, but it was so, because Steve was so, like, for, for being the owner of the, ca the camp, he was very, at least Mel had time in the movie. Not you, man. Yeah, not you, man. Not you, Steve. No, Steve has no time in my movie. But yeah, Steve has literally been, he's been in the movie room for five minutes, and he was hacking, he was chopping wood, and he was No, he wasn't chopping wood. He wasn't chopping wood. He was chopping on a stump. He had no shirt on he had little daisy dukes on serious chopping yeah it was like he was chopping like um oh what's his name from hunchback uh quasimodo 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 was quasimodo a chopper no but that was just how he was standing like oh the way he was yeah i got it i thought he was like a woodpecker like hunchback and notre dame yeah notre dame dame okay you southern bell at least I'm not over here trying to speak French like Notre Dame. <laughs> Can't bleed. Can't All right, so power goes out. Oh no! Bill goes to check on the generator. Plus goes out and makes coffee. No, no, no. Al goes in. That's coming up. goes and just like, all right, nap time. Al's like, all right, I'll be back later. Nap time. Yep, Alex goes out and looks for him and finds him uh, shot with arrows in the generator room. Yeah, okay, so this is one of my 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 uh, tiffs about this movie, about how it's going so slow. is because Alice decides, like, whenever the power goes out, okay, I'm just going to take me a little nappy nap right now and leaves her friend out in, in the woods. And then she wakes up to the power coming back on. And then instead of looking for her friend, she decides, oh, now's the time to make some coffee. Hey, the best part of waking up is Folgers in But it wasn't even Folgers. It was the Nestle Instant Coffee. <laughs> it's so terrible. I know. It's awful. All right. So this is where we start getting the body reveals. This is a big thing for Friday. Body, 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 body. Yep. So, of course, we find old Bill. And then we find old Brenda. 
And then, uh, and then we don't find Brenda. Brenda. Brenda gets launched. Oh, Brenda, Brenda that's right. She gets thrown through the window. Wow, I almost missed that. Yeah. Brenda gets a hoya and then launched. Yep. And so Alice kind of barricades herself, and then she sees this vehicle pull up. And she goes outside because it looks, it looks like Steve's Jeep. Oh, my God, Steve. But it's this middle-aged old woman. Who the hell are you? Middle-aged woman. Her name's Mrs. Voorhees. I'm Alice. Who the hell are you? She's an old friend of Steve. Which? And his family. Middle-aged is generous. Yeah. She's kind of, she. let's just say she can get the senior citizen menu at an IHOP. Yeah, she's definitely on AARP, yeah. <laughs> And so she comes in and she's telling this nice story about her son named Jason. My boy named Jason. He was neglected and he drowned in 1957. It's because the counselors, they were having sex. Or it could be the fact that your dumbass son who doesn't know how to swim is like, oh, let me go take a dip in the lake. Yeah. No, she, she, she was the cook, she wasn't she, or something like that? She worked at the camp. She worked at the camp somehow, yeah. I don't know, but... I, I guess the camp was a big deal back in 1957. Not like it was in 83, like, 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 when Mel was there. <laughs> oh I'm God. ruined. <laughs> but yeah, I, I honestly blame Jason for his own death. He can't swim. Why the hell is he going in the lake? Wow, he's coming to get you, Barbara. He's gonna get Watch you. your back. Watch your back. All right, so, All right, we, so now we now know, know that... Not uh, you, Shed. <laughs> so we now go know Mrs. Voorhees is the killer. And we do go on this, to me, which was way too long, this whole... Alice knocks her out, and she gets back up. Alice knocks her out, and then she comes back I'm just saying, for, for an older like lady... Times, you're like, she, she like killed her like three or four times. It's like, dude, she keeps coming back. For an back. older lady... Maybe that's where Jason gets it from. Oh, he gets it from his mama. Oh, I get it from mommy. But yep. no, this older lady, she takes like several licks before she... she takes. Yeah, she takes a beaten like, um, like a billion stew from Scream. I mean, that, the ghost face killer gets the shit kicked out of him in that movie like all the time. Yeah. I kind of that was her. felt for billions too, though. I don't know. They get the hell, they get the shit out of it. That's what I loved about that movie. I was like, I was like, that's so cool how they did that. Because it would be like, it, it was especially in like. It was real. Yeah. It felt like it was real. <laughs> Whenever Drew Barrymore was about to get killed, and she just whacked Stu with the phone, and and, and, and you see her go, ow, <laughs> like. <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> so, all right, so we reveal that uh, Mrs. Voorhees is the actual killer. No. Yep. And, uh, you, you, uh, so it they, can't be her. Yep. She's in a blue sweater. <laughs> so they go back and forth, and it's it, it's, 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 it's this whole thing. Killer <laughs> mommy. Yep. So Alice knocks her unconscious and goes to the lake. For the first time. And sits there. And then Mrs. Voorhees tries to kill Alice again. Alice gets the advantage, takes the machete, and whacks off her head. Yay. Alice, Alice then does the, does the smart thing that they should have probably done in the beginning when she was sort of dying, which went out to the lake in the canoe. Get, Who's going to get you? What are they going to do? Swim up on you? Well, yeah. So, next morning. Next morning. Or so we think it's the next morning. No, it's the next morning. Oh, sorry. Give me a dirty look. Because it's in the movie. Morning, you shut your mouth. Next morning, next morning, Alice kind of regained consciousness. She's kind of having a, um, a moment of zen out there with the police pulling in. <laughs> And then suddenly, and she waves. I'm here. Waves, I'm here. I'm here. And about the time a decomposing body jumps out of the lake, and it's Jason, and he drags her into the water. Which that little boy got some man level strength. Oh yeah, he does, man. I'm He's like, oh, <laughs> she like grabs her. But fortunately, Alice wakes up. Oh damn it! She's in the hospital, and she asks, she asks about Jason. She's like, uh, what, what about the boy? What about the boy in the lake? 
I said, there's no sign of any boy. And she says, he's still there. He's still out there. And then we get the final scene of the lake and a few little ripples in the water. And that's your movie. Yep. Pretty good. Good movie. Huh? Good movie. Okay. I, I like that. I, I, I think it's, it's just like you said. It's slower. It's, it's, it's a little. Slower. It's a little too slow for my liking. Yeah. But um, one little thing I have. Another thing that I. <laughs> I'm just gonna pick apart every movie. Uh, so you have a bunch of murders happen at at Camp Blood. Camp Blood. Why wouldn't you comb the lake? No. Just Why just as you? a safety precaution. Make sure you got all the bodies. It'd be all right. <laughs> well, here's the, here's here's what I understand. So, so they know Jason drowned. Yeah. Fifty-seven. Yeah. How do they know he drowned? How do they know someone didn't kidnap him or pick him up or something like that? Oh no, he drowned. He definitely drowned. Then comb the lake. So did they find the body? As I'm saying, comb the lake. If they never found his body, then how do you know he drowned? Then comb the lake. But now we know. Yeah. So, comb the no, lake. Okay, we're, we're we're going too far. Yeah. Comb the lake. Comb the lake. Drag the lake. Drag that lake. <laughs> I want you to comb the desert. That's from Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Yes. It's time for judgment. Let's go. Let's go. All right, guys. So uh, usually this time we have myself and Sydney uh, doing our uh, judgment of this these movies. We uh, ask five questions and make a determination to decide one is slash and one is trash. But for some reason, the audio file keeps getting corrupted. She and I have joked that this is the cursed episode, the lost episode of Slasher Trash. So, in an effort to keep on moving and, and moving on to the next uh, next episode, <clears throat> I decided just to uh, do a quick record and um, let you all know what, what basically happened. Um, so, we discussed the movie, of course, and uh, Sydney answered a few questions, um, mainly uh, ragging on uh, old uh, Dr. Ant Psychopath. Um, but it was determined that... Of course, as I'm sure everyone listening knows, this week's slash will be Friday the 13th, 1980. Congratulations, Sean Cunningham. Um, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the epitome of the camping horror movie. Uh, I don't think it's the first one that was done or the first camping horror type movie, uh, but I've definitely perfected it. Um, so that is your slash for this week. And of course, where there's a winner, there must be a loser. So unfortunately, to everyone involved with Sleepaway Camp, um, we appreciate the movie. We love the movie. We think it has its place. But this week, unfortunately, 
your trash. So, going on, uh, City picked our two movies for uh, this next episode. Our next episode is going to be the uh, original. So, it's Clive Barker versus Clive Barker is how she, how she uh, discussed it, or how she talked about it. Uh, the, the first movie will be Hellraiser, the original. Pinhead. Pinhead makes an appearance. The, the, the amazing Pinhead makes an appearance. And uh, this movie will be going up against Sydney's favorite horror movie of all time. She's a huge Tony Todd fan. And, of course, we're talking about Candyman. Um, so it's going to be a tough choice. It's gonna be, it should be an interesting episode. So uh, hope you listen. Uh, appreciate your understanding on the, uh, the uh, audio difficulty we had. And uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. God bless. Sid, I love you. And as Sydney would say, this has been Slash or Trash.